Welcome back to Gills Arena, presented by Underdog Fantasy. Woo, 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 woo. We got smoke. <laughs> the most elaborate set in all the sports. We got the legend Gilbert Arenas in the building. Oh, double smoke. <laughs> we got Brandon Jennings back yeah, yeah. with freedom. Triple smoke. <laughs> Josiah Johnson, just give me a baby smoke. I got to hit it. All right, there we go. There we go. <laughs> And we got a lot to get into today. Now, it was a great weekend for some. Shout out to those UCLA Bruins. Jaime and Gabby Hawkes became the first brother and sister to reach the Sweet 16 at the same school. Go Bruins! <laughs> but some of us didn't even make it to the weekend, though, Gil. Bear down! For what? Then Bears got down. Uh-huh. I know you watched the game. How embarrassed were you to see Arizona as a two-seed get smacked by Princeton as a 15-seed? Listen... <clears throat> Um, it happens. It has. It happens in a tournament. Um, that's why they call it the tournament. Um, but I'm not embarrassed. Um, you know, when you're playing against a team like Princeton, um, that has a lot of moving and reacting inside that offense, which I know a lot about because you know, um, in Washington, that was the same offense I was in, the Princeton offense. So, um, if you're not disciplined enough for that offense, it would just eat you alive. Yeah. You know, backdoor. Cut and reacting, you know, it's the same, same kind of offense that um, Sacramento was in in the early 2000, was it 2003, 2002 with, um, with Bibby Nim? Yeah. Yeah, Bibby Weber. That was that offense. Backdoor cutting, handoff, dribble, reaction. You know, so you have to be really sound as a defensive team and offense because if, if they come down and they milking the clock and waiting for you to get tired and you come down and shoot a shot in, you know, six seconds and they come back down, taking 20-some seconds, that will eat you uh, coming towards that fourth quarter. I mean, yeah. the second half. It's the only way nerds can stay in the game, unfortunately. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a janky thing. Now, my older brother played at UCLA. Uh, after they won Natty, they, they faced Princeton that next year. Mm -hmm. He got, got on the, the back door cut. He had a janky back, though, so I'll give him that. But he threw his back out the weekend before, and he, he's on that final play where dude makes the layup. But if his back wasn't jagged, he would have he beat it up. Not to say that we have stellar athleticism, but <laughs> more than we were showing on the tape. All right, so now it's time for trust issues. So Jalen Brown gave an interesting interview to the legend Logan Murdoch over at The Ringer that should definitely have Celtics fans concerned with his long-term commitment to the team. Mm -hmm. Now, Brown is set to become a free agent in the summer of 2024, and he's taking issue with his name constantly being mentioned in trade rumors. And he's also had a, some problems with, with a certain sect of Celtics fans. I'm not going to talk about Celtics fans in general, but Gil, you've expressed some of those same things. A little too free with the N-word. Now, if you're a black Celtics fan, you say the N-word. It usually has a, it has a my in front of it. Uh -huh. But for the other side, <laughs> it's a hard R. It's a hard R. But Brown had this to say about his future in Boston. I don't know, as long as I'm needed. It's not up to me. We'll see how they feel about me over time, and I feel about them over time. Hopefully, whatever it is, it makes sense. But I will stay where I'm wanted. I will stay where I'm needed and treated correct. I just enjoy the time that you have now. If it's your whole career, it's your whole career. If it's not, it's not. Some of the greatest players of all time haven't finished with their organization. Michael Jordan retired a wizard. So, question for both y'all. Gil, I'll start with you first. Will Jalen Brown stay with the Celtics, or should he make his next move his best move and take his talents to another team? 
I mean, it all depends on, you know, what his journey is after um, his contract is over with. Um, I guess, you know, just anytime you're you're being pushed into that um, trade block, you know, you know, uh, players take it personal. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, it's hard to, you know, to speak on what he will be thinking when that time comes. So um, all we can do is just say, we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, you know, Jason Tatum is the guy, though, mm -hmm. of that Boston Celtics team. So, you know, at you know at this point, I feel like if they don't get it done, I think anybody can go besides Jason Tatum. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's why his name is getting brought up. Also, he's a big value player. Like, you know, he has a lot of value. He can go to, to another team and be the guy, too. So, I mean, you know, we'll just see what Boston wants to do. But if they don't get it done this year, you know, I can see them moving, you know, uh, just breaking that up. Because, you know, it's just running this course now at this point. You think so? Yeah, I mean they've been they've been they've been going at it this for like what almost five years now, right? Yeah, but they only 24, 24 and twenty five. And they've been tampering with the Eastern Conference Finals for how long? I, when I I think Isaiah Thomas yeah. was there when they were there, right? But they were still but they were only young. That's what's at twenty four, twenty five. You give up on it already? It's like five years. Already. Five more years? No, I mean this ain't no Shaq and Kobe situation. No, but it's still tw a twenty four year old and a twenty five year old, so it's not like a twenty nine thirty. Yeah, but it's two guards. It's like, I think when it's that, like, you know, Shaq and Kobe was different, like, because you had a big and you had a guard. These are two wing guards that one feel like, um, probably feels like he's better than Jason Tatum. And then, you know, Jason Tatum feel like he's the guy. So, like, it's going to take. You know. I mean, they haven't even hit their prime yet. And that's the, that's the sad part, because you don't want to get rid of one of them. And then two years later, he becomes him. That's how, that's how young they are. It's like. Does this, feel, does this feel like a like a Westbrook KD situation yes. in OKC? To a me. young one? To, yeah. to me, yeah, to yes. me. That's why I'm like, okay, now after a while, it's like, okay, so if they don't get it done this year, then what? You gonna do it again? See, this, this is what I don't want to happen, where you leave so many good years on the table and then you're sitting back there regretting something. Because they're only 24 and 25, you still have what, seven more years before real decline. You don't want to get rid of that player that early. Okay, well you can keep those two. Al Horford, <laughs> Al, Al Horford's almost Fuck out of here. Okay. Um, I didn't even know he was still in the NBA, to be honest, I'm just gonna be honest. I, yeah. I mean. I thought he was like. He's like, still getting the check. I yeah. thought he was still like on his down end six years ago. But even if you mean? do keep those two, what else are we getting though? Like that's still. still but that's, yeah, yeah. Have they actually really had a team besides them two? Has any other player on that team can say we are the best or top five in our position? I no. mean, Al Horford was playing like it. I mean, they were just they just went to the finals last year. I know, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, like as a big, I mean, I'm just saying for his for, for what he still can bring. What, last position, year they, what position does he play? Like the four or five, right? So wait, this was a, he's top five. In I know. The I mean, he was. I mean, he was playing something. Like, I mean, he was playing up to that part in the playoffs. But you, I mean, you got a good squad on team. Robert Williams had knee issues last year, obviously. I mean, Grant Williams is stepping up. Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year. Who you yeah. Man, come on, man. Fillers. These are, fillers, these are fillers for two two guards that are supposed to be top, like what, top ten players in the league? Yeah, you got but two top two, but everybody else. That's what I said. Like, that, should they get enough another... to win. that should be enough to win. With, with, with Al Horford being a, a, a great vet, like, you know, he's a good vet. He's been Marcus Smart. Like, you got guys. Yeah, you and you, and you've had guys. You need one more. They need Brogdon one more. Brogdon coming off the bench. I mean, whew. Malcolm Brogdon. They need one more player. They need Derek one White more with the, the double they need wide. Another, they need, they need a, 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 a nice PG.
for a nice a Dame four Blizzard? or five. That's overkill. <laughs> I mean, we can Dame, find that's overkill. We can find a way. But you got to. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get rid of Dame and bring back pieces. Are gonna. Is gonna have to be. Brown or. One of those two got to go, and it ain't gonna Dame. be Tatum. So if you're Jalen Brown, obviously Jalen's been, you know, associated with Kyrie a lot. Been very supportive of Kyrie. Jason Tatum and KD boys, they work out in the summertime. I think Jalen took exception last summer when the, when the KD news was happening and everybody was talking about KD to Boston. I guess he j- jumped on a three-way with Brad Stevens and Jason Tatum to kind of figure it out. I don't think there's any beef between them particularly. And obviously, if you get a chance to get somebody like a KD, mm-hmm. you're going to make that move. But if you're Jalen Brown and you're the odd man out in that situation, are you feeling some type of way about it? In hindsight, yes. It's a side eye. It's a side eye. It's a side eye. You're being traded for Kevin Durant. Yeah, right? but, you're not being but if you're Jalen Brown, right, and you yeah. think you're one of them ones, you don't care who it is, right? And he believes he's one of them ones. Right? I, but that's what I'm saying. So you're being traded for Kevin Durant. We know that. Imagine being traded for Al Horford. Like, damn. That's what all the work is. Al Horford is. <laughs> And two picks like that is like whoever gets that trade is like that. So you should have took pride being like, like all right, they like, with KD. Like they traded me for Kevin Durant. Like that's wait, I feel like he better than KD. I'm telling you, they these like young, listen. They, I know our egos you know, got to be high, yeah. but so listen. You've being <laughs> traded. You've being talked about being traded. You being on a trading block. That means you have value. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't on teams where, you know, we, we were asking for trades. I can tell you that. Okay. <laughs> when, when trade deadlines was coming up, it was like, yeah, we all going to be here. <laughs> Ain't none of y'all worth for shit. <laughs> all right? We all worth some shit. Nobody yeah. want us. You know, so it's. Yeah. So put yourself in a position to Jalen Brown, though. You feel some type of way about Celtics fans. You've had issues with them. Like I said, your name has been mentioned tons of times in trades. Which you got to worry on you a little bit, whether it happens or not. Like, damn, they don't really, they always looking to see if they can get something better. Imagine you with a chick and you all, you know, you always side eye looking around like, damn, I'm trying to see if I can get something better. Oh, couldn't. I'll stay with you. Does it come to a point where it's like, well, damn, I'm going to go somewhere where I'm wanted. That's usually how relationships go, right? <laughs> we over here trying to figure out how we can upgrade. But if you're him, do you think about, I wouldn't even necessarily call it an upgrade, but I want to go somewhere else now where they're going to appreciate me and they're going to treat me like that guy. They're going to treat me like I'm Tatum. At the end of the day, you don't know that until you, you, don't know that until you get there. Um, they can tell you that they're going to treat you like that guy, and when yeah. you get there, you, you're in the same situation you are before. Um, It's, it's, it's really, it's the relationship between the coach, the general manager, and his teammates. You know, um, the outside noise is still outside noise. So, you know, you don't really care about who's saying what. If, you know, Tatum's saying it, if the coach is saying it, then that's when the real problem becomes a problem. So, Brandon, you had an experience somewhat like this during your time with the Knicks. Talk about that, that a little bit. Oh, that's when Melo had the no trade clause in his contract, but they kept putting it out there every day that he was getting traded. So they kept making things on, on, with ESPN uh-huh. and, and all these guys, uh, Phil and all, they kept putting things out there that he I was getting that. traded. So we, everybody's just kind of like, you know, you're on eggshells because you really don't know. That's when D. Rose left the team for mm-hmm. a day. It was just getting like chaos. So it was like, but, but the whole time, Melo's like, I have a no trade clause, so I don't know why. But we just had to keep answering questions and questions. They were trying to bait him. <laughs> so I think that's what they're doing. They're trying to bait Jalen Brown to say something. Like, well, you know, if y'all don't want me, then I'll leave. Or, mm-hmm. you know, just say something that because he's young. Yeah. So he's playing it right, though. Yeah. But, you know, they probably are trying to get him out. They're just trying to bait him right now. 
And it's always why. What what is I mean, unless there's just something under the hood that we don't know about. Be- because they haven't got it done, so they gotta find somebody to blame. Then blame the coach. Blame whoever's picking the groceries. Because I mean you you I mean, you don't have a full you don't have you a do full You got a new coach in there. What I'm saying, you don't have a full meal. You don't have a full meal. You, you, you got two good pieces. You got a defensive player. That's cool. But where's the offense coming from? Like, when you're talking about offense, if one player is shut down, where is the rest of the points going to be generated from? You don't have enough weapons. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, you're, you're, Marcus Smart was a sixth man. He was a great sixth man. Now he's a starter. Mm-hmm. That's how weak the team is. But now you got Brogdon coming off the bench who can start on a lot of teams. Then, the then he should be starting to put the six man back in the six. Like, think about mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like, like mm-hmm. it just makes sense. Like, yeah. if he was the six man, that means who was in front of him that was better, making him come off the bench. The fact that he's a starter means the six man is even weaker you, compared you know, to him. You know who they gave up on? Terry Rosell. Yeah. Terry, they should have kept Terry. Like, that's who they should have kept. Yeah. Should have kept Terry. Scary Terry. Hey, look, that's what's scary Terry for a reason. Yep. You but now, know. but you know, nobody's at the top is going to say, "Oh, it, it was our fault. fault." So they got to figure out with the players. And since it's two young ones, that's top ten players like in the league. Oh well, let's just blame one of them. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a team though that was two games away from a championship. By all accounts, this roster has gotten better this season. But you're saying if if they don't make that, they got to make it at least to the finals, right? And if they can't get out the East, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like we just we we in the same. You know, we had we had a chance last year. I don't know if they're gonna have a chance like that this year. Cause yeah. you know, the Bucks, my Bucks are going. Yeah. Chris, um, Chris Middleton back. He he yeah. not where he need to be just yet, but he yeah. he is back like, in the mix. Like like speaking of the Bucks, you see how they added new pieces, better pieces, yeah. yes, than yes. the ones that they had before. Yeah. Yes, that's the same thing with Boston. They tried, but Gallinari got hurt. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what's up. But I'm just saying they tried. Mm. Guys didn't make it to, mm. to the season though. Mm. Okay, mm. <laughs> I get it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's keep this thing moving. It's time to go zero to 100 real quick. Look at the, oh, these stellar graphics. Appreciate you, Underdog Fantasy. So, after the Mavs-Grizzlies game Monday night, cameras caught Kyrie Irving and Dylan Brooks doing the jersey swap. (laughs) The only problem is Kyrie didn't want Dylan Brooks' jersey and left him hanging like a testy. You see it. Oh, the dab. Oh, you forgot something? Nope. Also, <laughs> oh, so he gave him his jersey. He gave him his. Yeah, and told yeah. him watch out. <laughs> and told him watch out. He said, "You want you want this one, Kai?" He said, uh, <laughs> "Ooh, I see." <laughs> now, Kyrie after after the game said, at some point, he may want a Dylan Brooks jersey. Maybe. No, no, no. Okay, that let's let's just be honest. Who was the fan and who was the star? Okay, so it's not like it's not like Kevin Durant. I mean, uh, it's not like uh, Kyrie said, "Yo, let me let's jersey swap." <laughs> it's the fan saying, "Let's jersey swap." It's Dylan saying, "Let's jersey." Let's swap. go a feature for a feature. Well, he didn't say. He basically said, "Yo, can I have your jersey?" And I guess D- Dylan probably thought that I, I, you, you can have mine too. It's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. You keep yours. Here's mine. You can have mine. You can have mine. That's I got a full suitcase. I don't need. I, ain't, I don't need no extra luggage. But what are the chances, zero to one hundred, that Kyrie accepts a signed Dylan Brooks jersey? At some point, Gil. Oh, we have the answer. Uh, zero. Like I, I thought silence meant zero. Like, come on. I need a number. Zero. zero. Yeah, I think one. Zero. zero. I, I mean, that's you. T- I'm taking off my jersey, thinking you want mine. 
And I'm like, and he's like, nah, I'm cool. I mean, that's, but that's, that's better than, you know, some players, they would have just took it and threw it in the trash. Is that better though? I'd rather you take my jersey and then go throw it in the that's trash. That's in front of everybody. That's in front of like twenty thousand. No, twenty thousand people saw I you. Listen, I get it, but no in, one, in no Memphis. one thought. No, I, I didn't think you was like you asked me for my jersey. I didn't think you were gonna take your shit off <laughs> and try to give it to me. But can you at least just take it and nah, throw nah, it away? Nah, 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 nah. I can't even walk a hundred yards every, with it. Every closet. other player that's in your position is gonna think it's a jersey swap. <laughs> this was no jersey swap. All right, this was here's my jersey. Keep yours on. Throw it to a fan. Somebody. <laughs> Here's my jersey. That's it. There's not a swap. You know, like, listen, people with swaps. Listen. <laughs> caliber, the same caliber player swap jerseys. Okay. You know, superstar for superstar. Right. That's a swap. Right. If one's a superstar and you just getting into your career, just ask for his. Keep your dusty shit on. Okay. That's just that's just law. Just keep yours on until you get to the level where, you know, you can swap with stars. You know, it's like, so, like ah, damn. Who, who's on Dylan Brooks' caliber for a jersey swap? Dylan Brooks? Um, the, the JaVale McGee and Dylan Brooks swap. I'm pretty sure Joe, uh, I'm pretty sure JaVale McGee might be like, I'm good, man. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm JaVale McGee, I'm good, man. Yeah. You don't need to fit in my yeah, size, I'm, 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 I'm an NBA all-star, man. I'm yeah, just, and I got, yeah, I got and rings. And I got rings. Yeah. I'm on an Olympic team. I got a gold. Like, like Dylan Brooks is a second year? Third, man? Yeah, yeah, I mean, three-year player. Whoever three-year, four-year player that's averaging the same around, about the same. Yeah, yeah I don't even oh, think, man. I, don't even, I don't even think a rookie is. You got to stay in your class. Like, even if you're Trey Young, you're like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Now, Dylan Brooks been in the league his sixth year. Damn. And the fact that you thought it was two or three good, you set me up to make me look bad in front of our audience. You me. should have Hold on. You should have said Yeah. This, it's been six. He was drafted in 2017, so. See, that's what, that's what sucks about the Grizzlies. Because – Thinking about it, he's played well in these six years, though. Yeah, he's done mm -hmm. a good. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like he's mm -hmm. been a bum. He's played well, average about 16, 17. But you just don't, you don't know nothing about him until this Draymond Green stuff. So maybe he's smart on his side. He's trying to really, you know, boost his name around the league. But let's switch it to you, Gil. Gil, you have a wall full of signed jerseys, uh -huh. an elaborate collection. Yes. Some of the biggest legends in NBA history. Mm-hmm. What was the hardest jersey for you to get? Um, Look at the camera I'll work. I'll say Kevin Garnett was Oop. the hardest. Oop. Right there. That the KG. One. That's the hardest. Why? Because, um, one, if you beat them, he wasn't signing shit, right? If you lost, you didn't want no jerseys. So it had to be one of those... He won, and you had a good game. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Right? And, okay, and because okay. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on the East, you know, we're only playing them twice a year. So, you know, it's like really one of those things where he has to win, and you still played good enough to be like, all right, hey, man, let me go in there and get your jersey, man. Right. You know, so, um, you know, it took, it took probably a few years before I actually got his jersey because mm. it just never timed well. When we beat him, he was like, man, nah, get that shit out of here. Mm. <laughs> Did that and happen? I, you said, oh, can you sign my jersey? Get that shit out of here. I ain't signing shit. Mm. Right? It says yeah. straight out. I ain't signing shit. Um, the All Star, actually, the All Star was easier because we was at All Star weekend. Okay. He was a little, he, he was getting it, it was, in. Yeah, it was, it was still a happy, it was still a good vibe. 
<laughs> did he want your jersey? Hell no. KJ didn't want your jersey, Gil? No. So when you look at Dylan Brooks, who do you see, Gil? I see Dylan Brooks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was three time all star at that time. I was three time all star. You gonna take my <laughs> jersey? It, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't swapping. Then I was just asking for jerseys. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. swapping. I was just. So asking. you're a trendsetter. Yeah. So you got my jersey. Yeah. So I got jersey. Yeah, right, here, right, right after that 55. Yeah, man. Got in there. <laughs> got in there. Give me that. Which jersey were you the most nervous to ask for? Might I even say, did you have the most fear asking for? Probably uh, the LeBron football jersey. Okay. Um, so there was fear with Bron. It was fair. <laughs> We're gonna get to it in a little bit, but it was it was more of a, you know, with certain type of players, you know, just asking them for the jersey. You know, you you never know if it's like at the wrong time. You don't want to be. It's like asking for you know a, a girl's number at the uh, at the gym. You don't yeah. really know when the right time is to do it. So it was one of those things where I don't know when I'm supposed to ask them pregame, after the game, before the game. So okay, you know. So it's like a, so it's like when a family member asks you for money. Yeah. Woo. It's like, oh, oh, here we go. And how were you able to secure a LeBron football jersey? That seems very exclusive, very elite. Oh, you know, we, you know, it was, you know, some talks about, uh, you know, maybe coming into calves. No, just, <laughs> no, just, <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was like during, you know, during playoffs when you have like overlays and stuff like that. You know, it's, um, you know, I'm collecting jerseys. What's up? And that's game it. So last but not least, Gil, you have a, a signed Scottie Pippen jersey. Yes, sir. So got to know, did you wash it after you gave it to wow. you? In light, in light of recent news that he was going four times a day, four days with whoa. his ex-boo. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why did you put that on him? What? Why did you put that I'm on him? I'm just saying, did you wash the jersey? No, no, no. You said four times a day with his ex-boo. She, she had a recent interview where she said they were smashing four times a day. No, 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 no. She didn't say we were smashing. She said she was smashing four times a day. She said she, said she was smashing four times Scottie a day. With Scotty Pippen. No, she did not say with Scotty Pippen. She, did, she said she used to travel on the road. She used trip. to travel on the road four times a day. She didn't say with Scotty Pippen. We know her background. We didn't say four times with Scotty Pippen all four times. Let's just be clear. So I'm going to take that as you didn't watch the jersey, I, And now you got a little remorse. Hey, listen, 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 listen. Listen. Oh, I get a technical foul. <laughs> I get a technical foul. Like, I mean, like, I'm not the liar here. I'm not the liar. I'm just pointing it out. Like, okay. I mean, come on. We have games. We have practice. Traveling. I mean, she did have kids. So, like, I don't know how she was having sex during having kids. That's, those, I mean, there's just things that just says cap. Those, those are the cap. Just cap. Yeah, a lot of cap. Just cap. It's cap. just... So if she gets the cap, can I just throw in? Maybe she did have four. Just, you know, Scotty Pippen was one and, you know, other we're gonna somebody else. We're going to resend it. T resend it. T resend it. I get to take it back? You get to keep your bread. You get to keep your bread. Yes. All right, let's, so let's talk a little bit more about Dylan Brooks, but more specifically Clay Thompson. We saw this weekend that they got into it. Obviously, there's been a war word between the two of them. But Clay hit Dylan with the, the four rings. It was like Kobe minus a ring. He gave him one, <laughs> two, three, four. It was almost Kobe. <laughs> And then uh, after the game, Clay had this to say about Brooks. When he retires, I don't think anyone will ever talk about Dylan Brooks ever again. I promise you. It's sweet right now, but wait 10 years. Do you agree with Clay? Or we feel like, I feel like in Canada, he'll get a lot of love. I thought he was. I thought he was a second year player. <laughs> so you thought he had time. You thought he had more time. Yeah. I, 
I mean, if he stay there in Memphis and Ja come back and they do their thing, I mean, you know, they're going to make a run again, Memphis. Like, like, so he'll, he'll always be in it because they'll always be making a run. So he'll have love in Memphis always? I mean, I mean listen. <laughs> and that's Damn. a cold. Listen, that was just a cold-ass line, man. That just, that hurts. I mean, nobody will, will yeah, yeah, remember you as crazy. That's, that hurts. That's me. That's some shit. Damn, I wish y'all thought of What some did y'all think about Clay doing the Kobe ring count clapback to Dylan Brooks? It seems like every time the Warriors are getting smacked this year, Clay's holding up the four rings to remind people. I mean, personally, I respect it. I've never won an NBA championship, so I imagine if I did, I'd be letting y'all know about it all day, every day. But do y'all take any issue with Clay doing that this season? Listen, you won four rings. You, yeah. you throw but, that in their face as much as possible. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised he ain't on a bench with it. Give my four rings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have did it. Yeah, 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 on the bench. Yeah. I had that shit right there on the sideline. That's right there on the sideline. And every time I'm losing. Every time, That yeah. shit don't matter. It's one game. That shit don't matter. Yeah, four of them? Four of them is tough. Well, everybody's talking and about one's last year. What have yeah. you done for me lately? One's last yeah, year. Yeah, that, yeah, one is that, last that, year. Lately, yeah. I won a ring. I'm, yeah. I'm the defending yeah. champ. So. Like, I don't care what nobody. One was last year when no one expected it. So this is not one of those, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'll be here. <laughs> four. Vote for you. That's hard. Like, you just sitting there like. <laughs> right. The only thing like, you can be like, I got four or, wins this season. <laughs> <laughs> so, last but not least, we got to talk about John Morant. He was back on the Grizzlies bench Monday. There's expectations that he'll be able to play Wednesday. Not for certain yet. But after the game, uh, John crashed one of his teammates' interviews to let the world know it's a parade in my city. Yeah. Quoting NBA <laughs> young boy. <laughs> He, he, he watches the show, Gil. He knows. You got to always show love to young boy. Who that Miami therapy did my man justice. <laughs> but how excited are y'all to see Job back with the Grizzlies? It's, it's, listen, it's, it's the excitement is like, he, he didn't get broken by it. You know, it's, it's still that you can still see that yeah. he's still himself. And that, that's the, the most important part because, you know, there's a certain aura that you gotta have to be successful at, you know, you know, of of on a court, you know. Um, so you can see he still has an aura, you know. And then, you know, they, they he did the gritty, you know, he yeah. did his gritty, mm-hmm. he did mm-hmm. his gritty. So, yeah. but that was the only thing I was like, man, please don't change up because if you change yeah. up, you know, you're so you, you change up your on the court activities, it will change your game too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited that he's back. The NBA needs it. Uh, you know, right in time for the playoffs. Um, I love his game. So his game is just so, like, flashy, you know, just fire. So, um, yeah, I mean, he made a mistake. All right, all right, let's go now. Like, it's time, to, it's time to get back to basketball. Let's go. Hopefully this will be the last we talk about off-court stuff unless he's signing a new deal or getting a new bag. Mm. And hopefully <laughs> see, <laughs> these Grizzlies make a run, <laughs> lose to the Lakers and <laughs> He six. said this is the last time. I said, mm. Hopefully. I hope so. <laughs> but now let's it let's is talk. 23. <laughs> it is 23. Hey, let's bring it back home. to we're, the real West. Hey, we're in the jersey number 12. Uh, so we can say fuck 12. <laughs> he did. He did like that. I think he posted on the IG the fuck 12 jersey. That's when I was first like, okay, this man might have a bright future in this league. He's already got his head on his shoulders. But some people didn't seem to agree with that. Next up, we got to talk about these Los Angeles Lakers. More specifically, y'all two... New favorite player, Austin Reeves. Austin's been hooping lately. Sunday night, he made Lakers history. He became just the second Lakers bench player to drop 35-5, and five, joining Lou Will, but also became 
the first undrafted player in Lakers history to drop 35 off the bench. In celebration, the NBA dropped the hour-long highlight reel. Yeah, you know how long your, your highlight reel is? Five minutes. Damn, I was going to say at least 25. Uh, five. It got to be. How he got an hour long? It was pretty much every highlight he's ever had <laughs> in his NBA career. All, all stress. The fact that somebody sat and, and put together... The fact that somebody put together hour-long Austin Reeves <laughs> highlight reel, I don't know how to feel about it, but it is what it is. So Reeves on the season, he's averaging 12 points per game, three rebounds, three assists, with 52-38-85 shooting splits. He's set to become a restricted free agent this summer, Gil. Now, the Lakers, they can offer him a four-year, $50 million deal, mm-hmm. but other teams can offer him more. And thanks to you, mm-hmm. he can actually stay with the Lakers. The Gilbert Arenas provision, the Lakers can match any offer, but it would be a poison pill contract where I think the first two years they would pay on that four-year, $50 million scale, but the next two would be backloaded and they'd be paying like $18, $20 million a year. So, so Austin, are you sending you a fruit basket first and foremost? No, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to send me a fruit basket. But, um, As a thank you. Hold on, hold on. Stop calling him. Stop, stop calling him. He has a nickname now. What is it? He has a nickname in Bubba Dub. You know, the IG guy? Yeah. He named him AR-15. Oh, that's a hell of a yeah. name! That's hard. Yeah. yeah. AR-15 is a hell of a name. So that was the nickname. <laughs> they had to take it back just due to situations going on in the universe. That so was they, his nickname before? Now they call him Hillbilly Kobe. No, no, no. He's not Hillbilly no, Kobe. No, nothing with Kobe. No, no, leave nah, Kobe alone. No, nah, no, nah, we're not going to do White Mamba. We're not going to do White Mamba. He's also, Mamba Mamba. We're not going to do none of that shit. He's right? also Saustin. They call him Saustin Reeves, too. AR-15, man. Yeah, I like, yeah I like AR-15. AR-15. Just like AK-47? Yeah. The Russian? AR-15. But they also call him Stone Cold Reeves Austin, which I don't mind. Trash. You don't like the Stone Cold Reeves Austin? From Bubba Dub. Trash! I'm going to say it. But now it brings me to my question. What are the chances, 0 to 100, that Austin Reeves is on the Lakers next season? I I think he'll be a Laker next year. Okay. Um, So you think they'll match if if another team comes in and tries to throw him that big bag? Did they learn their lesson with Caruso? um, You know, I've watched him. he, he his output is better than Caruso's. Where he can he you know he can play defense. He can he hustles, uh, taller, um, can can score, play makes, um, swaggier. Yeah, way more swag, way more swag. You got the swag, the little hair. Yeah, like way you know, more swag. Forty fifty. I mean, um, they're gonna try to offer him that, but uh, I think he's gonna get a little bit more, and I think they're gonna match it. And he'd be a good match. Yeah, he's good with us. Yeah, he's good with us. Now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. on the team. Yeah, no more slander. Yeah, no, more, no, more slander. no more slander. No more. We'll slander. get to that. But the rumor is he could put his elbows on the table at Roscoe's with no issue. Which one? Ooh, the one on Pico. <laughs> he, he can't go. The one in Hollywood. <laughs> certain, uh, yeah, Hollywood <laughs> or Pico. The one in East LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollywood or <laughs> Pico. He can go to one by Disneyland. But <laughs> other, than yeah. that, right, right. just making sure. <laughs> so now both of you took a little longer than expected to get on the Austin Reeves train. So. Austin is probably watching the show. I want to know, is there anything that you'd like to say? Gil, you can go first. Is there anything that you'd like to say to Austin Reeves? Yeah, I would like to say I'm sorry for the slander um, due to my uh, narrow-mindedness of Westbrook. But I'm going to say this. If Westbrook says, hey, I heard you like Austin Reeves, I'm going to be like, no, I don't. All right, just letting you know I'm Westbrook first. Okay, Austin Reeves second. They can be in the world together, Gil. Should have told that to Darvin Ham. Race relations. Let's <laughs> Should have told that to Darvin Ham. 
We got to be the change we want to see. Brandon, what would you like to say to Austin Reed? Nah, I apologize. I apologize. I'm sorry. No, you're nice. You're a dog. You're hey, look, at least we can do some, it, right? I got some, <laughs> we do it. I got some tough crowd for you. You're a dog. I respect it. Um, yeah, man. You know, come out with me. Yeah, come out with me. I'm in L.A. Does, is Austin Reed at the level yet? Now, everybody always talks about coming to the cookout. He can't come to the cookout. But would you gentlemen bring him a to-go plate from said cookout? No, he can cater to cookout. He can cater? He can cater. A lot of mayonnaise? <laughs> no, he can cater. No, I'm going to bring him to the backyard boogie. He's like, okay. Yeah, I'm going to bring him to the backyard boogie yeah. for sure. So, let's just say y'all walking around L.A., Austin Reeves tries to give you his jersey. Are you taking it? See, now you're taking it too far. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just stopped. You should have just stopped. You, guys, you can't get a jersey. You should have stopped with the apology. <laughs> How come ain't no white people on the wall, dude? There is. There's uh, Nash. Are you know, I'm going to do what they do. Nash! <laughs> <laughs> You're a Canadian. Well, I'm, to be honest, uh, when I This came is like in, reverse styles. No, no. When I came into the NBA, uh, the, the, the white American wasn't that popular. Okay. So, yeah, I don't. You got, yeah. Close enough. Does Austin Reeves take Dylan Brooks' jersey? We are we are really in the mix. Gil's getting blown up. I hope that's Austin Reeves calling right now. No, that's the front door. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 up, he upstairs with a jersey. It's front door. Trying to get so he's not at the level the yet. Bar, the bar chairs came in. <laughs> so he's not at the level yet where you get the jersey. Nah. If he asks you for a, a agent zero, never mind. You'll sign it because he's a fan. <laughs> And then last question, how mad is Austin Rivers that there's a good player named Austin Reeves? It feels like he's taking to Austin. Wait, but come on. Listen, Austin, Austin Rivers was that dude in high school. No, nah, mixtapes were phenomenal. Yes, he was that dude. He, um, and he did it without Pop's help. So, um, you know, just sometimes the transition from, you know, NBA to college, I mean, from high school to college to the NBA is just different. Sometimes you get put in a situation where you can't be the star and you have to be a role player, and sometimes it's, it's hard to break out of that role. Like, I mean, you, you had Lou Williams, who, who basically was a bench player his whole career, all because Allen Iverson came back to Philly, right? Yeah. yeah. So do people get mixed up with Austin Reeves and Austin Rivers or something? I mean, that's close enough. Oh, because they were doing that to me with Brandon Knight. Oh, like, really? like, yeah, remember when Brandon Knight got dunked on? People used to at me like, yo, I saw you got dunked on by DeAndre Jordan and you missed the open layup. I'm like, I am not Brandon Knight. <laughs> like, I'm nice. Like, hey, that, he, that, that, ruined, I, that ruined his career. Yeah, all that did. Yeah. All that did. Yeah. When he like, got I am dunked, not Brandon Knight. Like, when he got I am dunked, Brandon Jennings. When he got dunked on. <laughs> <laughs> like, did, did you see it in real life with people around the neighborhood like damn dog like bro that wasn't me yeah it's like yeah on Twitter everything I'm like that's not me getting dunked on like, I did not miss that layup because he had on a Bucks jersey and everything too oh, so yeah. it's like oh, man. nah nah so I'm sure we're all some level of fear of getting dunked on but let's talk about another fear now LeBron's former teammate Mario Chalmers appeared on the Playmakers podcast and had some interesting things to say about Bron. Nobody fears Gronk. Nobody's like, damn, I haven't played this Gronk, man. Nobody said that. I don't know why. Right. Because I've seen people be scared when they actually line up to them, but they're not scared to think about that matchup. Right. You hear anybody from that era talk about going against Jordan, there's a fear. Right. So when you have people that fear a player, then that's telling you something different already. Like, Jordan's just that guy, like, everything that I want to be like, like, right. So what are your thoughts on Mario Chalmers? 
saying nobody fears Bron? Um, it's cor- it's correct, but it's in it's it's you can't use that as uh, a negative against LeBron to say you know everyone feared Jordan and that's why he's better than LeBron. Better, yeah. Did yeah. anybody fear Magic Johnson? No. Did anybody fear uh, John Stockton, Carmelo? No, right? Um, the fear comes from what that person's capability is, right? As an offensive player, the capability of what Jordan's going to do <clears throat> if you're not on point. That's where the fear came in at. So Michael Jordan was feared. Allen Iverson was feared. Kobe was feared. Yeah. Guys who have the ability to score 30 to damn 70 points. They're feared, right? LeBron James was a all-around player. Even though he gave you 40, it wasn't the same 40 versus someone like an Allen Iverson or a Kobe or a Michael Jordan. Yeah. So you didn't fear, you didn't fear the capability of what he was gonna do to you, right? You did that with, you know, um, Jordan, Kobe, and Allen Iverson. You feared the capability of what they were... I mean, you, you fear what they were capable of doing. That's where fear comes from. It's not... Fear, like, I'm not afraid of a guy who's going to give me 29, 9, and 9. I'm, 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 I'm afraid of a man who's going to go for 60 if I'm not careful. Okay. Yeah, like, like a Steph Curry. Yes. Like a Steph Curry's feared, because it's like... So you, you think any, people fear Steph more than they fear LeBron? Him? Yeah. Dame? Dame, yes. yeah, yeah. But just from a I'm going to get cooked standpoint. Just because it's like that thing can get... It can get, it can get ugly. ugly. Like, it can get really ugly. Bron, he's more like, you know, he's going to pass. He's going to, you know, it's, like you said, his 40s not going to, like, a, like it's like, as a, I think, too, as a guard, though. As a, just like, as a guard, we're like, you know, this dude dropped 50 on us in 40. It's like, damn, you can't kind of come back from that. Or you're gonna like, like when he away. scored that 55, all the guards that had to guard him after that was like, oh, shit, like, who's the young fella? Like, you, it puts, it, you know, it puts him in a whole different, because now we can see what his capability is. Right, you know, so it's it 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 just changes. So saying that you know no one feared LeBron, you're right, but no one feared ninety percent of the greats. Yeah, yeah. So you talked about no one feared Duncan. No one feared Tim Duncan. You talked about <laughs> Brandon dropping that fifty-five piece and other guards being afraid. Gil, were you one of those guards? Yep. <laughs> Who guards them? Who's guarding them? Me. <laughs> I'm not guarding. But why would Mario Chalmers say that anyway? Because he's there, but but it makes listen. It makes sense. It it does. But what is the point though of it? it like like what's the point? Because they're trying that to just, they, everyone's trying to justify why Jordan would be better. Like it's two different animals. I couldn't wait to play against Miami, but because of Mario Chalmers. Yeah. Like we should. Yeah, this is gonna be easy night. And he was a defensive player, but it's easy. The, easy yeah. Easy night. And I remember Brian and them used to be like, you know, trying like, yeah. what you gonna do tonight? Yeah. Easy thirty. Yeah. And, but and he so played Brown defense. will ask you what you were going to do to Chalmers. No, no, I'm just okay. saying, like, it, you could just tell they would be getting frustrated. Like, you're going, you know. You're stop them? And it's like, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no there's a, there's but the a, team, you know, the team was but great. When he says nobody fears LeBron, I also want to know how many people was he talking to before the game? Like, yo, dog, you fear LeBron tonight? Like, I just don't no. feel like those were conversations. No, no they're not conversations. Listen, you're not, it's not conversations you're having. It's just the way the game is played, right? Um, you know, like, Shaquille O'Neal was feared. Right? Shaquille O'Neal was feared. What about uh, Tim Duncan? Hakeem was feared. Tim Duncan, no. 
Uh, no David, fear for Tim Duncan? No, David yeah. Robinson, no. The game was so boring that it wasn't, there was no fear. Just, all right, he's going to give you the 25, 27. You know who I feared? Derrick Rose. After Derrick that, Rose. That's, after that second year, we, we had to play him four times. So I got him four times that year. And I used to just be like, man. But like one of them go to bed, cause, and he had that taken over in the fourth every time. You knew every fourth quarter he was coming over to take over, and that's just a fear. Like, I think he had, yeah, he had a game winner on me. Right. No one like right now. No one fears Luca. There's no fear yeah. that he's putting in. No one fears Joker. They fear Giannis. Giannis. They're gonna fear Embiid. Okay. It's just it's just the capability of what you can. What you can do. And not to say that that Joker 30 piece will, you know, the Giannis, because Giannis can give you 40 or 50. But his, his 20, the way he plays, his 20 seems like 40. If he comes on you, if he comes and he dunks on you four or five times <laughs> and them the and one, yeah. it makes it look like he's done ruined your whole life. Okay. That's yeah. where fear comes. When you say it's less of Joker driving the lane, I know how to do Do you think anybody fears Jason Tatum or? or Jalen Brown in? No. Not right now. Right. Yeah. I think LeBron might. You fear KD? He almost called LeBron. He called LeBron once, almost caught him again this season. But fear? Fear. Like, like just when fear he's driving down the lane, he's, he's around the hoop. Kyrie, people, yeah, people, people fear Ky- yeah, guarding people feel Kyrie. Kyrie. Yeah. Because he's going embar- to embarrass you. Do you feel Not. like, other than Steph, Kyrie's probably the most feared ja. guard at this point? Mm. Yeah. Dame. Yeah. He will cook. I, I, what's Dame. so funny is Dame. I think Dame is more... I would think Dame is more feared than Curry is. Ooh. I don't think so. Because with Curry, I don't it's Dame is gonna give you all 60 points, him having the ball coming at you. Curry is gonna get off the ball a little bit. If you if you're relaxing and kind of like I would rather guard Dame than Curry because Curry's gonna score in too many different ways that it just it just irritates you as a player. Um maybe guarding Curry at the half. Yeah. I know, I know that's half, what I said. It's like at half. Like, I, mean, I mean, Dame is there too, though. Don't get me wrong, but like, it, it like it all depends. Like, I rather <laughs> I rather be scored on just like you doing it all here mm-hmm. versus here drive. God damn it! Like coming off and it's because you're gonna one, get tired like, doing it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I rather have the sixty. I'm like, all right, I I still can do something back with Curry. It's like he's just gonna take everything from you. So Brandon mentioned Derrick Rose. Who was a player amongst that list? We, we know the usual suspects. Who was somebody maybe that people wouldn't expect that you actually feared guarding? I feared... Baron. Yeah, actually, I did fear Baron. Um, Baron was nice. Because Baron had more in his game than he, he, that he put out. Um, if, if Baron wanted to score 30 a game... With the way he played his body size and he can post up and he can get, he had that bop in his game. You couldn't guard him, but because he was actually still under the the pure point, you know, so when Barron went, he was still looking to dish off when he had easy layups. So, you know, when you get into the game, you're like, which Barron is coming today? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, Nash, you know, you feared Nash because, you know, um, you know that, who I hated? That pick and roll. I hated that pick and roll. I, I think I, I don't know if he was in the league. I want to say Lindsey Hunter was in the league when I was in the league still. Like, yeah. I used to hate playing against him because he's, you know, 94 feet, pick up full, like just like furious, like, yeah. God damn, man, yeah. here we go. Like, I hope I'm not in the game with him. Like, <laughs> just, just, like, just annoying. Like, some of the annoying players is just fear because yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, man, yeah. all right, here you go. You coming up in here. 
So, yeah, Lindsey Hunter's last year was 09, 010. That was my rookie year, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if he played much. But just seeing it. And then, yeah, you talked about Barron. I think Barron probably one of the more underappreciated hoopers. Just, I mean, you talk about him at UCLA, but Torres ACL was able to come back, still be a number two overall pick after that, and that's back when the ACL injury was a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. you know, career-altering, career-changing, and still carved out a great career in the league. So I feel like BD don't get his flowers enough. No, he don't like like he was he was feared, man. Like the like what what he used to do, what he was capable of. Like it was just it was one of those guys that just got anywhere he wanted. Um, and you know we've ne- we never got to see like his whole full you know output. Yeah, um, yeah. This new this is uh, what bearing is this. I'm saying before the injuries, like before. Oh, before the injuries? Yeah, before oh, the, he was unreal. Yeah. Like he was like, I remember watching him. Um, it was him and Kenny Bruner, a dude named Kenny Bruner. They were yeah. battling for one and two. Kenny Bruner was more just a straight defense, defensive guy. Mm-hmm. And then he was just a real nice playmaker, like really like great playmaker. And Baron just grew. And then not, now the bounce came. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now yeah, the bounce, and yeah. that's what elevated. You know, um, Baron over 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 um, Kenny, and you know, um, just just the way they were just both shifty and got through picks. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was just, it was just different. If 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 Baron would have had a just a scores mentality, mm-hmm. he'd have been hard to guard. He was already hard to guard, but he would have been was on big another, posting, yeah, big like, posting, play D everything. Like, yeah, I heard like health, healthy. They said BD top five, top, like, top five, five yes. top three, something yeah. like mm-hmm. easy. So, fellas, got to shift gear. Obviously, we do the show live on the fly. Uh, just got some news reported on the Satter side. Willis Reed, Knicks legend, uh, passed away today. So, one of the 50 greatest players in NBA history, inducted mm. in the Nate Smith Hall of Fame in 82. Two-time champion with the Knicks in 70-73. Two-time finals MVP, most valuable player in the NBA, 1970. Ooh, th- this is a tough one. I just want to know, obviously, this is before our time, before our generation, but just what are your thoughts on Willis Reed as a hooper and what he meant to the game? I actually have, uh, I think I have uh, a Willis Reed jersey. Um, you know, you always want to give it up to, you know, the, the, the veterans who paved the way. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's sad. You know, he's in, you know, basketball heaven. And you know you just want to just always give a shout out to you know some of the some of the vets that just moved that needle for you know the, the future of us. Um, so you know it's 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 really sad you know especially you know especially when you're a hooper you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like we just feel that we're gonna live forever and ever and ever when we you know we're still human. So you know this is a yeah. Brad, you're a former Nick. You know, just the great tradition that, that, that Willis Reed helped establish with those Knicks basketball franchises, the winning tradition. Yeah, my, mine don't really go back that far to the 70s, but, I mean, from his resume and what you said, I mean, yeah. you know, I always like to give respect for who came before um, before me for the game. So, but like you said, he's in basketball heaven. And, um, but from that resume, he, he was putting in a lot of work, mm-hmm. putting in a lot oh, of dude, work. Didn't, didn't even play that long, but, you know, that's how the game goes. But, yeah, we just want to. Send prayers out to, to Willis Reed and his family, man. Willis Reed uh, passed away today. Yeah, this, this is tough, but we're going to keep this, this show moving. And uh, the last thing we got to talk about, 
off of this another kind of sad story, talk about Lonzo Ball. So Lonzo just underwent cartilage replacement surgery on his left knee Monday. This is a procedure which he believes would give him the best chance to return to the court where he hasn't played since January 2022. Now, now Ball is aiming to become the first ever NBA player to return from cartilage transplant surgery. So, you know, zero to 100, what are the chances that Lonzo Ball plays another NBA game? 100. Okay. All you need is one game, right? You got to play one more. <laughs> What's up with all these Debbie Downer ass stories, man? Yo, this is yeah. NBA news. We are an NBA uh, show. Damn. Uh, Lonzo Ball is a, is a SoCal legend, Chino Hills. Not really LA for those who might get confused <laughs> by it. A little bit in the cut, adjacent. You can get there about 50, 55 minutes with proper traffic. Um, I hope he does come back. Um, but still, with this time, you know, you're still taking it easy and things like that, but I still feel like he should get into other things in life now. I don't think he should wait. Um, you know, yeah, let's say that if surgery does come back, he can play. You still just don't know, though. Um, and I think just for a lot of young guys that deal with injuries or dealing with things that, you know, can, can get you off the court, you know, you got to find something else to still be creative um, outside of basketball. Just because, like, things like this, you'll never know. Mm-hmm. Like, so even if he, if he does come back, if he doesn't, you know, I just know that it's still more into life. It started off with his foot first, right? So I think now he had. So let me let me At give the you. Again, it was the ankle injuries. Let me give you the timeline for Lonzo. We got the notes. Hold on. So, so he uh, hasn't played a game since January 14th. Had surgery to prepare a torn meniscus in his left knee. He was supposed to be back six to eight weeks. Ended up missing the rest of the season. Continued to have pain and discomfort over the summer. Had a second surgery in September. And now they're saying that this surgery could cost him most, if not all, of the 2023-2024 season. So he had a meniscus tear that that didn't heal right? They said repair torn meniscus. He ended up missing the rest of the season for that. He continued to have pain and discomfort. Wasn't able to really jump and run up, you know, work out on the knee, that, like he was saying. So I gave him a second surgery in September. A second meniscus tear? Surgery? I think just to repair it or, or to go in and clean it up. Okay. And now he's had cartilage replacement surgery on that left knee. Huh. So that's three. Um, in about a year. You know, you got to, you know, it's, it's probably just rehabbing, rehabbing too fast, too aggressive. Um, you know, just like in, just like anything, um, there's there's a time frame where, you know, you have to make sure you're doing the right things, or you can go south. Um, I had a meniscus tear, and it was supposed to have been six to eight weeks, and I didn't come back to the end of the season. Two games, and <laughs> you know, it's 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 just how your body heals, you know. Um, so, you know, he has to listen to his body. You know, it, it, it's one of the most frustrating things because the mind says, you know, it's, it's, it's not painful, but, you know, even though there is pain in there, so, you know, he has to listen to his body. And when he's, you know, free of pain, that's when he should be trying to ramp things up. So you guys have both suffered career-altering injuries. Talk to me a little bit just about the mental side of the gill, like you mentioned. Brandon, I think you had with the torn Achilles and yeah. just trying to come back you know, knowing what you used to be able to do prior to that injury and knowing how you had to adjust your game moving forward after the injury. 
I think with my Achilles, man, that was the first time I had to like sit down. So I just started getting buck wild <laughs> a little bit. I was partying and just trying to find different things um, just to do because that was the first time, like I said, I had to sit down and not be able to play basketball. So I started getting into other things in life and it kind of took me, it kind of took me away from basketball a little bit because I was into starting to get into other things. Um, came back, of course, I played that year, still didn't feel right, got traded to the Knicks. Things just started, like the mental part happened, the mental, what messed me up mentally was just the moving around a lot, mm -hmm. like not knowing, coming off the bench. Like that, was, that wasn't new for me. Um, I, mean, I mean, that was new for me. So just different things I had to go through outside of basketball too, which just was like, it was tough for me though, for mine. And was the mental harder than the physical or how would you compare those it was, two? I think it was the mental, uh, uh, the mental. Physically, I was fine. But mentally, I was so into like a different space. I just wanted to do other things. I was just ready to do whatever I wanted to do at that point. And good, how about yourself? Obviously, your game relied a lot on speed, change of pace, you know, that bop, as you like to say, but then getting those knee injuries and now trying to come back. And I even think about my pops, who I've told you, he broke his neck and was a shadow of his former self. Like, he just, you know, and that was one that was supposed to be, literally, he was supposed to be paralyzed, ended up getting surgery, being able, being able to, to re continue his career with the Warriors a couple years later. But, you know, we go back and watch old tapes, and if you look at his time in the Warriors, completely different player. So, Gil, what was that experience like for you after dealing with all those knee surgeries? Yeah, I had about three knee surgeries in 14 months, right? So it was just um, the, the most frustrating part is when you're rehabbing, you do months and months and months of rehabbing, you think you're good because you're going through practice and, yeah. you know, not realizing you're not going your game speed. You're going your practice speed, right? So you're, it's controlled. It's, it's, yeah. it's protected. And then when you go against someone who has no concept of your, your knee and your feelings and he's coming at you full speed, and now, you know, two games later, you're back out when you've just been, you know, practicing and training and jumping for the last, you know, month and a half, and then, you know, two games later, you're, you're, you're sitting there. You're, you're sitting there um, injured, rehabbing again for six, seven, eight, nine months to play two games, to sit out six, eight, nine months, and all you see is the people you were in front of catch you, the people you were tied with pass you, the people you were trying to catch, gone. Yeah. And you're just watching yeah. your career just pass you by, yeah. and that's really the, the most frustrating thing. So you talk about, you know, game conditions versus practice conditions. How, is it even possible to replicate game conditions in, in your practicing, in your rehab, in your recovery? And what is it about getting to that game? Because a lot of people might watch a game and be like, oh, this is not, you know, this is not as fast-paced as you might imagine compared to practice where I can be running full speed and doing all this crazy stuff, but... You also don't have to guard guys like Kobe and, you know, those type of yeah, dudes. Yeah. You don't get to replicate that in practice. No, that's the, that's the, that's the part that you really um, are going to always struggle with where, you know, you're, yeah, you're playing against your backup. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're playing against your backup, and that's what your backup is capable of, and he's testing your need with his ability. Now you have to guard someone like Ja Moran or go against a Curry. Even if I go against a Dame, you know, and I feel good. Now I got to go against a jaw or Steph. That might bring up a whole nother issue that I wasn't, you know, ready for. And that might set me back, yeah. you know, two, three months. So it's, it's really, it's really one, of, one of those things where you have to find a method of really testing your need to its full capacity. 
For sure. Well, we're, we're hopeful and optimistic that Lonzo can get back on the court. Obviously, L.A., you know, adjacent legend, big baller brand, everything they've meant to the game. So It's, it's sad, man. Yeah. You know, especially when you, you think about um, his whole NBA career so far. You know, I know it's not the way he would have liked it yeah. to, to, to pan out so far, but, you know, it's... It's one of those things where, you know, you, you still have time on your hand and, you know, you can still carve out a, an amazing career. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. it's, it's more about the longevity of your career versus just like right now. I feel like Lonzo got a lot of shit, too, because of his pops, if we're just being real. Mm-hmm. And for those of us who actually really know LeVar, know he's a man of good intentions, good heart. I think he was taking and shielding his kids from a lot of that stuff by being this promoter type. You know, I think about, you know, the Don Kings of the world and just... Being on that level, overhyping his kids, promoting his kids, taking a lot of the limelight and pressure off of them. But it feels like Lonzo and LaMelo, who LaMelo's also out, I think, for the rest of the season, just, you know, ate a lot of that. And to the point where people didn't want to see them succeed, which was always wild to me. It's like, you mad you see a strong black father mm-hmm. and your recourse is be like, well, shit, I hope, I hope his kids fail. So, you know, just looking at this whole situation, man, with Lonzo, and I didn't really have a question or a point to make, but... Yeah, we've got that, right? <laughs> and we, we, we figured it out. We just figured that you just going. I'm just out here cooking, girl. I see. Kibachi time. <laughs> no, but that's why you always got to keep your family close. You got to keep your family close. As, as much as he was being a dad and being a father, you know, a lot of people are probably praying on their downfall, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, praying on your children's downfall. You know, not happy the fact that... You know, I, I, my dad my dad died when I was eight, so, you know, I would want my dad to be like that, like, you know, to pump me up. I think it's dope, you know, yeah. but a lot of people don't like it because they don't have that type of support. That's, yeah. why, it's so, that's why it's important y'all stay close, the family yeah, stay close. I, I think that was the thing. It was the insecurities of fathers, mm-hmm. of fathers not doing it the way he did it. Yeah. And, you know, you know men out there who didn't have fathers pushing their greatness amongst the world, right? You know, um, so you you try to figure out how to hate him without saying, uh, I'm just envious that, you know, I didn't didn't do this for my kid. Because a lot of of parents want to, a lot of parents live through their kid's success. Mm -hmm. But what's wild is... So that's what it is, too. They just like... And it wasn't, he wasn't living through the success. He was basically saying... Yeah, here. They they, they the best. They better than Michael Jordan. Like, 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 come on. Like, if my dad telling me I'm better than Michael Jordan, I'm going to think it. Right? What you, that, that's what you want, right? But yeah, want, of course. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> you don't want your dad being like, ah, oh, you trash. Like, you trash. Yeah. yeah, you know. But I think the thing about LeVar, which was always perplexing to me, is that people acted like he was uncommon. Like, you play in the AAU circuit, you play coming up youth basketball, especially in a city like mm-hmm. L.A., We've seen that dad yeah. all throughout mm, gym. Did we? Not no, maybe, not maybe as amplified, but we you, didn't see that type of dad. But you see these crazy dads. We see crazy they, dads. Yeah. We've seen the crazy dads where, you know, it was more yelling at the kid, down talking the yeah. kid, and doing all this. Like yeah. everything he did was putting his kids in a better situation, a better light, a positive light. Like, you know, even if you didn't, if you didn't think the kids were that good. He made you believe it and yep. made you think it. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah. I remember um, Zoe's first game was bad. Mm-hmm. After the first game, they asked him, he said, my son never have two back-to-back bad games. Uh-huh. Never! Never! <laughs> yeah. Big ball yeah. 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 And then the next yeah. day, Lonzo responded, yeah. had a great yeah. game, and right. that's... <laughs> yeah. 
That's how it was. I mean, I feel like you got to rock with them, though, looking what they did at Chino Hills. I think they finished number one in the country and putting that school on the map. Like, with those squads that had the style of ball that they played, kind of reminiscing LMU back in the day with, like, the Paul Westfall, just putting up, you know, 100 points, Melo dropping 92 in games. But even I got to see Lonzo, Jello, and Melo. I think Melo was a freshman. Mm -hmm. And the way those three dudes just on the court, they played. And it was a funky style, obviously a style that wouldn't translate to college or the league. But you're looking at Lonzo, and it's like, Lonzo's this dude. He was always the level-headed one, mm -hmm. kind of the quiet assassin. You know, Jello, Jello quiet too. Lamella, obviously, the more out mm -hmm. there, kind of outrageous personality. But to get two sons selected in the top three in the NBA, I think that means, you know, we should give LeVar his flowers. No, I mean, he, he really do deserve his I mean, flowers. He like, he did his job. He got, you know, um, two out of three, you know, um, second-round picks. Right, they both were second round. Number two, number, number two, two and three. Yeah. yeah, no, I think both, both two. Right? Both two. Yeah, two and, and three. Was, yeah. was three. I think Melo might have been. Three. Mello was three. Yeah, so, Melo was three. The Warriors didn't take him at two. Yeah. Right. And then you had one who's, you know, he's 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 tried. You know, yeah. he's been on, you know, been on uh, NBA roster. You know, been on NBA roster, G League. Um, is it yeah, Gatorade League now? Um, so he's he's done his part. I, I think Zoe. Zoe downfall to me was when when dad stepped away because it's like that it seemed like that was his power like you know he was quiet and his dad spoke what Zoe was really thinking yeah and just Zoe seeing it in the air gave him that that ability to you know, really go out there and play with that confidence and it this when like, he was with the Lakers right yeah when he was with the Lakers where Brian and him was over there right yeah. See, I think that's what I it think was. It, that was the, it, it, it was too much of, because he, he was, you know, it was. Because you show up to Lakers games, and there'd be a line of people trying to get autographs yeah. from LeVar, and I'm sure. Yeah, no, no, no. It, irritated, it, it irritated someone higher, but, yeah. but I'm talking <laughs> about for Zoe's, but for Zoe's self-esteem and for Zoe's game, it, needs, it needed a spokesperson, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. You know, that, that 10, 11, and 11, he, he pulls in, um, you know, he pulled in the Pelicans. Man, nobody paid attention to it. With LeVar Talking speaking it, yeah. it made it seem like yeah, sure. all world yeah. and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. all the, the, the next coming. And I think that's what when 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 Zoe when Zoe lost his mouthpiece, it kind of just made him feel normal again when he really wasn't. That's right. I never honestly thought about it like that, but that's that's a yeah. real way to approach it. But really, he needed LeVar as much as we try to act like everybody. Like, oh, his dad needs to stay away. He's I mean, no, that's his dad. I mean, at the end of the day, my son's made it now. I'm gonna say whatever I want. Yeah. Say whatever I want. What are you gonna do? Yeah, four points. It was the most amazing <laughs> four yeah, points. Yeah, whatever. The game has ever seen. Whatever. <laughs> watch, watch it. Look at ooh, that, like. But that's what you know. That's what. That's what you need. You need to, like, yeah. he was his own media. He was Zoe's yeah. personal media that never said the alter anything ego. negative. The alter ego. And we're not saying at this level, obviously, but LeBron, even with Bronny, like, you know, LeBron is going to hype up Bronny. He's going to hype up Bryce. Like, he, he's, he's their number one like, fan. I've, I've seen Bryce when Bron come in the gym. It's like it was just like a, this ultimate just boost pack that came in. Boom! Mm -hmm. Soon as he hit the three, like it's like even if, if 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 Bryce was like 0 for 7 and Braun walked in, 14 for 14 next 14 yeah. shots. Yeah. Like it was just one of those things where some dads and kids, they just, it just, they, they need that. it. Yeah, they got it. It's that. like when, when Braun walked in, them, that, 
the price be like, ha ha, it's yeah. over now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's over now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All like you just like, yo, like, <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. But you know you're gonna get some culture too, because Brian gonna tell you, nah, you know, <laughs> he gonna he gonna. Nah, but you know, Brian never really like like they never really like tried to like for my. All I'm saying is. is, is and I'm sure you're probably in this position now. Like, you got your coach, no disrespect to high school coaches, but if it's between a high school coach and a Hall of Famer or a high school coach and a three-time All-NBA player, if you tell your son to do something, I'm sure he's going to gravitate and listen no, to you. No, 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 facts. But I'm not going to um, – but I don't tell my kids stuff that – that goes against the coach. Okay. Like me, it's like, yeah. you know, you got to run and get back on defense. Like, why you didn't do this move? Yeah. You're, you're supposed to. You're, like, mine is just plays that, yeah, for you sure. know, are going at the same time. Yeah. Like, if the coach calls some play, and I'm like, no, don't do that. Like, no, I don't think it's that. Yeah, yeah, like, no, don't pass to him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can never do that. It's more just encouragement or stuff to think about from a one-on-one standpoint <laughs> as opposed to you ain't telling them, like, hey, don't run that play. No, no, just one like, flat. You know, just be like, yo, get back. Hey, back cut. Stop just standing around. Yeah, for sure. Move. Well, look, fellas, that's all we got for today. Appreciate you to Underdog Fantasy as always. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. We'll be back tomorrow, so don't meet us there, beat us there.